subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I wanted to talk about all these past fuck-ups because I think our brutally honest stories can help people feel less alone and feel less shame because shame is what keeps us drinking. Oh, and I also want to find that guy that gave me chlamydia in 1997, Lucy. Did that really happen? Mm. Let's move on to the next part. Do you part. think he might be listening? Let's move on to the next part of the podcast. <laughs> if, if you're listening, <laughs> Steve. The, uh, oh, so you knew his name. No. Well done. Of course I didn't know his name. <laughs> Anyway, Vic's email address is vic at <laughs> drunkmummiesovermummy.com. Yeah. But look, we are going to start our discussion today with a fact because Vic's done some research around why alcohol makes us feel invincible because after all, it's that invincibility that gets us doing all these ridiculous things. So tell us your fact. Well, fact is, Lucy, it's all to do with GABA. GABA is a major neurotransmitter in the brain which controls much of the anxiety we feel. When our brain cells get overly excited, GABA is released into the brain to calm these cells down. When alcohol binds with these certain GABA receptors, it affects the transmission from our brains. In other words, something that makes us nervous in a normal situation can be altered with alcohol, thus giving us a sense of relaxation and a false mindset of security. So not only do we not have a stop button, but we don't have a nervous button either. Yeah. You know, that feeling where we should think, hold on, this is the wrong thing to do. So yeah. yet again, you know, there is a scientific reason why we do these things when we drink. Yeah, we shouldn't feel so bad about ourselves because that's naturally what's going to happen if you drink. So oh, I'm glad you know, we said that yeah, because don't feel this too is guilty. a really uncomfortable yeah. <laughs> yeah. podcast it is a for bit, me. We are going to talk about <laughs> things we're not proud of, which we do do a lot. But we don't mind. We don't mind because everybody's been, been there. <laughs> yeah, well, not, not everyone. Well, everybody's but... been here. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about promiscuity, of course. Yes, we are starting with probably, we're diving in at the deep end here, yes, aren't we? Because yes. this is a really uncomfortable one for me and I'm sure it is for you as yeah. well. Well, I must but... say it was all before I got married, of course, and I was drunk. So 
I wasn't capable of making great decisions. Um, and I, when I traveled the world, I could sleep with someone one night and move on to another town the next day. I never had any repercussions to mm. sleeping with people, even if I didn't really like them that much, which probably I didn't because I'd met them in a bar in a blackout. But yeah, I did. I do have a history of being quite promiscuous when I was younger. Mm, yeah. When you'd had a drink as yeah. well. And the drink made me feel invincible. So I didn't really consider my own safety when I was being led down dark alleys with strange men. Um, and also I was very easily um, talked into anything because I wanted people to like me. So if a guy showed an interest mm. in me, I was like, oh, well, he likes me. I'm going to show him I like him back by sleeping with him. I yes. mean, that was how my brain yeah. worked. It's taking people pleasing to a whole new level. Absolutely, Lucy. That is exactly what it is. I mean, I just wanted people to like me. And, and I thought, well, he's he's going to show me he accepts me and I'm a good person. I'm funny and everything. So I may as well sleep with him. Mm. I didn't really think about myself in those situations. It's almost as if if they want to sleep with you, you've managed to prove that you are yes. this really cool, amazing person, which isn't right at all. No. They just sleep with you because you're an easy lay. But it was sort of like a short term buzz. It was like I would go yes. out, I'd have a few beers and then my, you know, I would relax inside my brain and think, well, I've become more free and more open and more easy. Exactly what you say. And then it was like, right, I want to kind of snare a man because that will fulfill some need within me, which was the need for love, I guess, mm. deep down. And I think I always thought that those situations would lead to something. That was always my hope. I mean, women, we're very, you know, sensitive. And I think deep down sleeping around, it might seem quite brash and ladetti and all of these horrible things. But I think deep down, I felt like I was going to get a boyfriend out of it. And, and you were looking for love as well. I was looking for love, exactly. So it's sad, really. It is, yeah. yeah. I used to lie in bed the next day afterwards, you know, with the sheets up to my chin, feeling very sad for myself because they'd gone off with a... I was going to say, was he still in the bed at that stage? Normally he'd done a runner by then. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> the quick story I want to tell about uh, my promiscuity before I let Lucy tell me her awful ones was a, a perfect example of myself putting putting myself at risk was accepting a drink from a, a dodgy guy that I'd never met before on a beach in Byron Bay in the early, I think it was the millennium year. And I remember thinking as I took the glass from him that I shouldn't have drunk it because I didn't know him and I just felt that he was dodgy. The reason I thought he was dodgy was because he had a tattoo of a cross on his forehead. <laughs> so, yeah, just you had a little just feeling he might have been dodgy. I don't know. Just I, thought, I just thought, oh, wow, cool, he's got a cross on his forehead. And I, as you drank more, you, you just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Well, no, I don't remember anything after that glass because I think it was Rohypno in there. Oh, yes. So oh goodness, that's, that's not yes, funny. No, it wasn't funny. So this is like my, my worst risk I've ever put mm. myself at. So I knew in the moment that I took the drink that I felt in danger, but I took the drink anyway. And the next thing, I don't remember anything, and I woke up the next day. But I had to say to my friends what on earth happened. And the guy had actually dragged me off up the beach on my own and they found me. I, my friends luckily saw that I'd gone missing and they found him on top of me trying to kiss me and it was all very, very dodgy. And they pulled me out of that situation and carried me home in a fireman's lift back to the where we were staying, back to the backpackers. So luckily my friends stepped in. But if that situation had gone any further, I literally have no memory of it whatsoever. So mm. there, there's a perfect example of me just going into a situation, being brash and being, you know, I'm going to be the life and soul of the party and taking drinks from anybody. I actually only had one drink, which was drugged, and that led to that situation. So, mm. yeah. And, how, and it just could have 
gone so wrong so could have been life-changing for me that situation and I think when things like that happen because I did have a similar situation I don't remember knowing if you remember the V festivals in in England yeah and I remember going to one of those and it was a I think it was a one or two night festival we were staying just for one night and I just drank so much and again I I wouldn't be surprised if there was Rohypnol involved because I just disappeared no one knew where I had gone for about 12 hours and I've got one memory of being in a tent with with just men right um and I don't remember just like almost like just one tiny flashback yeah they were just sitting there and I was sitting there and um then I eventually found my way back to my own friends and they had no idea where I'd been right I had no idea where I'd been I had no memory of it whatsoever now the horrificness of that Mm. is just huge and how I dealt with it is just by putting it out of my mind. How do you, what do you do? You dwell on that, it just kill you because yeah. you actually don't know what happened. Yes, you probably end up even drinking more because you'll just feel such shame. And so, I, you shouldn't feel shame mm. in those situations because that, you know, that it probably was drugs involved and it really isn't your fault. But like, it's the not knowing, is it? The whole mm. not knowing of those blackouts and those, those situations like that. I mean, a lot of people have experienced things like that, more people than you could ever imagine. Like, it's just the two of us sat in here. Yes. We have stories about these things that happen in our lives and we mm. are putting ourselves hugely at risk and things can happen. People take advantage of those situations. It's never our fault we you know we are the victims in these situations but you know if we if i hadn't been drinking i don't believe those things would have happened to me no that's right and i think that when they do happen we bury them so deep inside us because we're so ashamed of them mm. um and even now after being sober for a while looking back i literally feel a bit physically sick when i think about the occasions yeah. and the situations that i've got myself into and th- that blackout thing is just terrifying it's terrifying and the more you think of it once you're sober yeah, the more terrifying it is. You know, you are you have no idea what you're doing, but you are still functioning, doing something which is you're not even behaving in any way close to the person that you are when you're sober. No, um, you're just out there being a complete and utter dick. Yeah, um, and and you don't have any control over yourself, and people can do whatever they want with you. Horrifying. So frightening. I mean, yeah. that situation now, if that had happened to me now, that would be a police situation. Yes. I'd be like, this guy tried to do this. And, it, you know, I would have dealt with that very, very differently. But back then, I just carried on. I drank it away. And in fact, the next night I went out, Lucy, and I drank petrol. Oh, why was that? Well, there was nothing else left. So I picked up a petrol can and took a swig. And then I came through. <laughs> I can't believe I'm telling you this. I came to and I was thinking, God, this person's really nice that I was chatting to. I was like, oh, God, he's got really interesting conversation. He, he really doesn't interrupt me. And then I realised I was talking to a rock. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best conversation. Did it have a cross I've... on its forehead? No, <laughs> no, but I actually had been talking to a rock for about half an hour. So you were, That's what you happens really, when you drink you, petrol, people. Don't yeah, do it. Don't, well, yes. Yeah. Oh, it was a good listener. <laughs> uh, crazy, how, I, I wonder know. how long the conversation went on for. I don't know. I don't really know. It I reminds just... me of Tom Hanks in Castaway yeah, with, what's yeah. his name? Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> Rocky. Did you take him off travelling with you? It was a massive rock. It was like one that you couldn't move. Yeah. I think I slept with him. I can't remember, though. <laughs> I was stoned. Sorry. Sorry. That is really good. Sorry. Oh, but yeah, but and they they there you have it, Vic. Like, you know, you had this terrifying um event happen that you were so lucky 
to get out of yeah. in one piece, alive and yeah. or not raped or goodness knows what was yes. going to happen. But instead of facing facts and thinking, right, I need to sort myself out. I shouldn't be getting that drunk. I'm putting never myself considered. in dangerous situations. Yeah, never consider stopping drinking. No, never, never. ever even crossed my mind in that moment to go, maybe I shouldn't have done this. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. I mean, I was 23 years old. Mm. I just wasn't, that was not on my radar mm. at all. No, instead you go on and you drink some petrol and talk to a rock. You know, yeah. instead of sorting yourself out, you're, you're probably so deeply ashamed and worried. Mm. You don't want to face what's happened. And alcohol numbs out everything. Yeah. So you're really on this downhill spiral when you start sleeping yeah. around and getting yourself into this situation because you start to hate yourself more and more and so you do it more and more that is so true it's that I've, I've written about that in my book I have a whole chapter on that it's called international sex which is when I realize now that I was repeating the same patterns and the patterns were making me feel worse about yes. myself why do I do this why do they leave why can't I get a boyfriend so therefore my behavior got worse because I didn't care about myself mm. Hi there. I wanted to tell you about a podcast that I think every single one of you will benefit from. It's called Therapy Works and it's hosted by me, Julia Samuel. I'm a best-selling author and psychotherapist. I invite you into my therapy room where I speak to either a known or unknown guest. Topics range from the difficulties of divorce, a life-changing illness to the struggles of motherhood. Search Therapy Works now wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie Poor Things starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, Atabotulinum Toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. So, as you probably know, my comedy memoir, A Thousand Wasted Sundays, is officially out 
all my magnificent fuck-uppery in one awkward hit. If you'd like to get your hands on a copy, it's now available from all good bookstores. We always say all good bookstores, don't we? Yeah. Are, there, are there bad bookstores? No, it's probably ones with moody, moody sellers. Oh, yeah, really yeah. depressed librarian folks. Yes, yes, okay, yes, good, yes. Good. So there are probably some, but we're only storing it in the good ones. It's only made it into the goodies. Yeah. You can also get it from all good online retailers. The print version and ebook are out now, and the audio book will be available in March. I've been writing my memoir for five years. It will make you laugh, cry and cringe and hopefully inspire a few people to reconsider their relationship with booze. If you love the podcast, then I think you'll love the book, even if I do say so myself. Hamish has read it. What did you think? I feel like I know a little bit too much about you now, to be honest, Vic. Look, I really loved it. It was hilarious and surprisingly moving, but I feel like I've seen you naked in a literary sense. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah, that's worrying. Yeah. Yeah. From an emotional point of view, seriously, it wobbled my teeny-weeny wooden heart, Vic. Okay. (laughs) My teeny little wooden heart. His his wooden heart is broken. Anyway, so if you do manage to get your filthy mitts on a copy, please do me a favour and head to goodreads.com and give me a review. Doing that will help me get it out there to those that need a bit of sober support. So there you have it. My story, unwanted warts and all. Come and get awkward with me. Not to be too demanding or anything, but seriously, go and buy it Yeah, now. go and buy it. Go and buy it right now. Yeah, don't just tell your friends. Buy it and then buy your friends one or two. Yeah, yeah, don't give them a copy. Yeah. Buy it, yeah. And you know what? Don't be careful where you store it. If you lose it, you can always buy another yeah, five. buy another one. Yeah. 